Welcome to Summer Camp Programming Podcast. I'm Kurt. I don't even want to know what... (laughs) (laughs) I'm Chris. I am Chris. I don't know what what got into me there. (laughs) Just going for it. Just going for it. Uh, Okay, so (laughs) in this episode, we are going to talk about the hero's journey. Uh, if, if hopefully you've heard of the hero's journey, but I'm going to apply it to first time campers because I think first time campers, they, they go through a journey when they come to camp for the first time. I mean, it's, it's a completely different experience than they've ever had. And so, uh, we are, go- I, I, I basically, I applied the hero's journey to that experience. Yeah. That experience. Thank you. I'm like, eh. that word brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> do you know the hero's journey do you know about that I, at all i do but i do because i read through your blogs on it and looked through all that you've I mean, never I, heard of I've it heard before it, i've heard it before here and there but i i didn't like associate like oh that's what that you know like i'm i'm sure i learned it in high school for writing and things like that and right. never just remember it, i block all that crap out <laughs> right i learned I, and no, then I can I remember hearing about it at different conferences, and it just never really clicked with me either, till till I was reading through your pod or your blog. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. I was first introduced to the, I guess, the story pattern of the hero's journey when I took a screenwriting course, and mm-hmm. I read a book called The Writer's Journey, and that uses the hero's journey concept uh, to help storytellers create their story. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it describes the stages of the main character, the protagonist, what they go through in <laughs> nearly every story in existence, from like plays to books to film. Again, so this episode is about the journey that first-time campers take, how they go through the stage, the stages of a hero's journey, and basically, these first-time campers, there are heroes. There are heroes yeah. in this experience in this story. So as we go through the stages, I'm going to also use the original Star Wars movie, which I original being episode four, A New Hope, <laughs> uh, as an example. So I'll, I'll do that so that we kind of have some context. And I'll also apply each stage to camp and the first time camper. And finally, I'll talk about what camps can do to enhance that journey and help our young heroes to grow and become better people through this experience we call summer camp. Yeah. Uh, so I use the term hero just so you know for all first-time campers regardless of age, right? I'm not going to say heroine. I'm just hero for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm just going to jump into it. Stage one. Stage one is the ordinary world. So if you look at Star Wars, Luke is on Tatooine living with his aunt and uncle, living a normal, uneventful life. Everything is pretty normal. He dreams of joining the academy and becoming a point a, a pilot, and he feels like he's going nowhere on his uncle's farm. Right? It's just this ordinary mm-hmm. world, nothing special or extraordinary. Our hero, whether that be little Johnny or Susie, also starts their story. <laughs> little Luke, <laughs> a little Luke, <laughs> also starts their story in this in this mundane world, if you will. So they go to school, they participate in after school activities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like most kids have this feeling that something is missing, that there's more out there, right? As kids, we're always like, there's something else. There's more. There's more. Did you, Chris, as a, as a, like a kid, did you have this sense of adventure and exploration? 
Is that? Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I, cause I'm very creative as a child. I would, you know, you get your sticks and you got, right. <laughs> got your sword. You're ready to go meet up whatever. Did you have action figures? Oh, totally. I had tons. Yeah. And, so, and you come up with these like they're battling got, or whatever. The whole thing in your head. Yeah. Yeah. The whole everything. I was, you know, of course, me being me, I was the villain. I <laughs> Even as a kid, huh? Oh, I've always embraced the villain. That is. <laughs> wow. Had you had had life taken you on a different track? You know, who knows? It's who interesting. Knows what I could but, be? Right. I, Lex really? Luthor over there. <laughs> so I, I think most kids, because I did too, have this sense of adventure and exploration, right? That it's not. It's not met at school or, or in, in mm-hmm. the, the city you're at unless you kind of go out and uh, on your own and, and explore. Yep. And as kids, or at least when I was young, I was able to do that. I think it's times to change a little bit. But, yeah. you know, with, I mean, with the dangers all around, parents don't allow their children to stay out of the house and explore mm-hmm. the surroundings like they did years ago. No. Um, that, that sense of adventure kind of stays inside them, right? Lying dormant. So I, I think as camp professionals, we should embrace the idea of adventure and exploration to entice kids who have never been to camp mm-hmm. who would benefit greatly from the experience. There are so many benefits that camp has to offer, you know, fun, challenges, friendships, independence, community, uh, responsibility, yep. outdoor education, encouragement, role modeling. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? I mean, even if you're, you're talking a safe place to face fears, you know, magic, uh, new yep. experiences. So while uh, this may apply more to overnight camp and more so to camps that are more than a week long, day camps, I feel, can also offer these things as well, as mm-hmm. long as they're being intentional about it. Um, so Ordinary World, that's stage one. Stage two is the call to adventure. So in every hero's journey, there's a moment when they get the call to adventure. So for Luke Skywalker, it's when R2-D2 plays a portion of Princess Leia's message. Uh Luke wants to help her. This is his call to adventure. With us, our future campers will hear about camp from an enthusiastic friend or from their parent who's sent away for a brochure. Some kids may have found the information online, you know, but let's just say they've heard of it uh, about your camp. And they have now been called to this new adventure. So what can you do about that? The, my stage two action plan, this is, I, I feel this is the key to your next marketing endeavor, right? Create a call to adventure in your promotions. Possible first-time campers need to be convinced that camp is a journey that is full of, uh, of adventure and fun. They need to know that it's a better experience than just staying at home and playing video games. They need to be made aware that your camp is more adventurous, has better mentors, is an emotionally safer place than other camps, maybe, that it is a journey they will want to take, right? So if you if you put that in your marketing, I think that's uh-huh. Now, realize that kids can't answer the call if they don't know about it. So <laughs> make sure that they know about it, and you can do that by... Here are a few few ideas. Creating apparel that current and former campers will wear regularly at home. Create engaging videos that are viral worthy. Uh, you like, do like uh, a movie trailer. Well, you do some of. great videos. I love your videos, man. <laughs> um, get your brochures out in the world. Yep. Obviously, make sure your website is adventurous to explore and it is internet search worthy. Uh, create a blog that has posts written by not just you, but your camp staff, like a variety of yeah. different things. 
uh, and share images on Instagram that, that scream adventure and exploration mm-hmm. and, and fun and friends. And TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's the new yes. the new thing. Exactly. Kids are in it. <laughs> Great idea. So stage three. Let's move on to stage three. This stage three in the hero's journey is the refusal of the call. So like in Star Wars, Luke feels guilty about leaving his aunt and uncle. So at the moment, he refuses the call. I, I know where you're going with this. The way to get campers to come to camp is to show up at their house and burn their aunt and uncle alive. Is that it? Is that how he did it? Spoiler! <laughs> well, now I don't need to go through that. <laughs> Actually, that's the second. That's the next part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really into this villain role right now. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> so our, our future, our hero, our future camper has heard the call to adventure, right? But is nervous about it. Understandably. You know, there are a lot of unknowns when it comes to mm-hmm. a first-time camp experience, right? You've never been to camp. You're, you're thinking, will I make friends? Will yep. I have to shower with others? That was a big thing. Like, when I went, I was like, uh, you know, am I going to miss home? What if I don't like it? What if I'm the Ooh. target of a prank? Yeah, will I like the food? You know, are there going to be, like, spiders and snakes in the cabin? Are there bears? <laughs> Right. So this new adventure can be exciting, but it can also be dangerous, both physically and emotionally and possibly life threatening if we're talking bears and snakes. Mm -hmm. But of course, it wouldn't be a real adventure otherwise. So it's no wonder that our hero is refusing the call to adventure. There's there's just that. Hey, honey, I've got this great thing. Here's a brochure to camp. And the kid's like, "Uh, no, that sounds pretty scary. So what should camps do when there's a good chance that our heroes will refuse a call? Because realize that kids are going to refuse the call when their fear is stronger than the desire. It's just that unknown, right? So potential first-time campers need to be placed at ease before they accept the call. And many times, parents or friends, they take on this role of putting them at ease. Uh-huh. Um, however, I think we can do our part, and so that is the stage three action plan. My first suggestion is to create a first-time camper video, a what-to-expect video. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, another tactic would be to have a page on your website that's a, an FAQ, a Frequently Asked Questions, yep. for first-time campers. Now, most most camps have FAQ pages for parents, if they have anything at all, if they have one at all. But mm-hmm. why not have two FAQ pages, right? One for parents, yep. one for campers. We, we do that on ours, and we even kind of make it – like, you know, don't tell your parents, but this is going to be the greatest week of your life. You know, you're going to talk about this nice. better than that Christmas present they gave you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, because it, it is, the kids have questions that the parents are like, oh, well, I'm not too worried about that. But the kids right. are, and they're scared of things. Totally, totally. All right, let's go to stage four, which is crossing the threshold. Okay, so in Star Wars, yes, Luke's aunt and uncle are killed. <laughs> <laughs> his crossing the threshold moment comes when he gets on his speeder and travels to Mos Eisley, the higher ship to Alderaan in order to deliver Leia's message. Uh Our first time camper, our hero through the encouragement of their parents or guardians or other family members, or maybe even friends, or maybe even your camp video, they are answering the call of adventure. Yay. They're going to camp. So of course this, you know, quote unquote commitment leads to all kinds of feelings and emotions. So let's fast forward to camp time. The camp fee has been paid. Our hero 
is gathering his or her gear for this adventure, their sleeping bag, toiletries, camera clothes, etc. And the feeling of excitement mixes with the dread and anxiety. But we know our hero must have courage and they must go forward. And of course, our hero does because we get first time campers all the time. So we know mm-hmm. it happens. They take the drive to camp and cross the threshold onto the camp property where there are new sights and sounds and smells. It's an unfamiliar place, and it can be really scary. Our hero's committed, though. This is one of those things, this this threshold moment, why I think camp should really take a look at their, you know, that sign maybe. I don't know if you have a sign as you come through, but, you know, put a lot of of love in -hmm. in that sign or in that, that dirt drive going into camp. I actually just bought something a couple days ago because the camp I send my kids to does this. I bought a bubble machine uh, uh, okay. because they're uh, at registration day. When you drive in, they have these bubbles just flying every- and it's so cool. It just, and it was a $25 machine that I got Nice, <laughs> like, simple, easy. I love that. And, but it's going to really kind of build that excitement as you hop on campground. Like, Oh, right. cool. There's this camp is magical. They have bubbles. <laughs> they got <around>. bubbles. <laughs> So. Uh, well, I guess another, so stage four action plan. Once they register, make sure that they feel welcome and don't have that feeling of like backing out the last minute. So mm-hmm. I suggest send campers a, a link to a welcome video or better yet, do the Bonjoro. The Bonjoro mm-hmm. for the kids, right? Yep. Because we think of, you know, the Bonjoro, which is the, the, the little app where you can uh, do a, a short message and email it to whomever. We kind of think of that, okay, registration, we give it to the parents. Hey, we're really excited, or as a family. But if you kind of really focus on those first-time campers, I think yep. that would be really cool. And also, consider sending out a first-time camper's welcome packet. Or or better yet, a hero's journey camp packet. You mm-hmm. know, Something that really says, hey, welcome, this is your first time, we're excited. Maybe here's your t-shirt, or here's this, and here's some ideas. I even thinking through like our camp swag, our buttons, you know, you almost right. could have something that is only they get the only first time campers get this specific thing. Like a lanyard for their buttons. Yeah. Something yeah. really something special for them. That'd right, be right. cool. And then once the campers arrive, have the first time campers attend a new camper orientation. Mm-hmm. So they can connect with other first time campers. Cause you, when mm-hmm. I was a kid and I go into this cabin, there were a few of us that were first timers, but a big part, a big majority of the the cabin, they were all return campers. And so they knew each other and it was just like, ugh, it was, you just kind of felt you wanted to get into your shell and yeah. you know, I don't know what's going on. They know what's going on and blah, blah. Anyways, during this new camper yeah. orientation, you, you meet other first time campers, you go on a tour of camp, you learn some techniques that'll help them have a, like a positive experience. And possibly be assigned a return camp buddy if if you do that kind of program you know having an older camper buddy system it's a great way to give return campers a chance to practice leadership and learn Mm -hmm. responsibility and give back that's stage four stage five is the meeting with the mentor and you're obi-wan you're (laughs) obi-wan exactly star wars luke is is at this point he's already met obi-wan but that's his mentor and obi-wan gives luke his first lifesaver tells him about his heritage etc at camp, our hero meets their mentor, which is their camp counselor. 
And the mentor is hopefully confident, wise, and protective. They know that our hero has to face challenges during this adventure and is there to help guide them through, right? If they, if they have your counselor look at it that way. The mentor understands that our hero, our first-time camper, will have to stretch him or herself and that they will obviously grow through this experience. Here's the thing, though. While the mentor may want to shield our hero from all the adversity by letting them kind of sit out of the challenges a camper faces, which is, you know, things like community living, camp competitions, uh, the high ropes course, maybe swimming, getting in front of people to perform, like skits and such, they're also wise enough to know that these challenges, these trials, if you will, are important to the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Right? So here, here's my stage five action plan. Before our heroes arrive at camp, we want to make sure our staff are prepared for first-time campers. Mm-hmm. They oh, should yeah. have the tools, the, the skill set to deal with homesickness, friendship building, uh, positive encouragement, bully prevention, etc. So when training your staff, my suggestion is that you provide a first-time campers packet, like a, a staff for the staff? Uh, for the staff. Like okay. their, how to deal with the first-time campers. Oh. The camp counselors that will be with the youngest groups will need to be the experts at this, right? But yeah. all camp counselors will most certainly have at least a few first-time campers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as we know, camp counselors not can, they will make or break the experience for yeah. the kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have the most influential role at camp when it comes to the campers. So they need to be aware of the responsibility they carry. Um, And basically, again, as we know, they can change lives uh, of campers and they can also permanently scar them. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. All right. Moving on to stage six. Tests, allies, and enemies. Oh, here we go, Chris. The villains. So Luke meets enemies (laughs) at the cantina, right? The cantina, the patrons, he almost gets killed, and and the stormtroopers at Mos Eisley. He also meets allies, Han Solo and Chewbacca. As for test, he's tested to remain calm as stormtroopers question them about, you know, droids they're looking for. And when he's almost killed in the cantina and his mentor, Obi-Wan, is there, of course, to assist him. He faces many more tests in his journey, but this is just the beginning. At camp, our hero will face their own test during the journey. Our hero may not know it, but... He or she is on a journey for treasure, and that treasure is completion of the journey. It's like a a treasure chest filled with all the experiences, personal growth, relationships, and memories that the journey brings. But no treasure is worth having if there aren't obstacles and, and challenges and tests and adversity. The good news is that our hero will not only have a mentor, their their camp counselor, but also allies that will help get them through it all. So, for example, if our hero goes to the pool for swim instruction, their ally is? Lifeguard. On the archery range, it's? The archery instructor. That's right. Our hero. So, and then if it's in the cabin, it's all their, you know, cabin mates. Mm-hmm. But, of course, there there will probably be a few enemies as well. If you've got Chris in your yeah. cabin. That's right. Going down. <laughs> but that's part of the journey. That's also part of the journey, right? <laughs> so, they're it's pure allies. <laughs> Their, their peer allies will be important when it comes to, like, camp competitions, ropes course, team building, you know, performing skits, evening activities, even camp dances. Yeah. So the action plan, stage six action plan. 
as far as tests go, camp is inherently full of them. They're, they're full of tests and trials. Like fitting into the group, swim test, team building, high ropes, hitting the archery target, camp competitions, being away from home, creating a, a worthwhile craft, um, <laughs> you know, learning to kayak, whatever. Uh, not getting bit by one of the many animals at Chris's. The porgs. <laughs> the porgs. <laughs> So my suggestion is to have mementos for the campers that will remind them of their successes at camp. Oh, yeah. Um, Things that they can share at home. So that could be like a picture. It could be uh, wooden tokens, buttons, beads, badges, that kind of thing. Now, as far as allies go, you know, there's going to be a lot of allies, as, as we've already discussed. My suggestion here is during staff training, all staff should be made aware that they are allies of the campers and should act that way. You know, when you I, I talk about staff training, but I'm talking about, yes, you've got the counselor as a mentor, but all the unit leaders and the mm-hmm. instructors what, and everything, what else. their roles are in helping exactly. this kid. Cause a lot of those, those positions really do kind of feel like, Oh, I'm not directly over, you know, I don't have to worry so much about homesickness cause I just teach archery. Right. And, but they could be a huge help in homesickness because that that kiddo may love archery. That, that may be his favorite place to go. And so how you treat him, how you work with him, you could be an excellent ally for that kiddo. Right. And if you think, I think also, too, that if you're a camp that hires instructors that aren't in cabins, they're separate, mm-hmm. you, you sometimes feel like, well, I'm not really, you know, the kids don't know who I am. I'm not really making mm-hmm. that counselor difference in a way. But, yeah, if you have that mindset of, hey, I'm an ally – and yep. what I do is important, and it could really help this uh, this camper's experience in their journey. You know, let them know about that. Then there's the enemies. And enemies are a part of life. I mean, that's they're never going to, you know, bullies are always going to be there. As much as we try to kind of get rid of that and everything, there's always going to be bullying. There's always going to be teasing, theft, uh, uh-huh. indifference. These are all traits of an enemy. All campers are affected by these, okay? Especially the first-time campers. So when this happens, camp staff should obviously be able to deal with it very quickly and, and effectively. But a lot of times the damage has already been done, right? You, the kid's been bullied. They've been teased. Uh-huh. Um, and this is where the counselor or other camp staff can explain to the first-time camper that, that, that was hurt by this behavior that he or she is on a hero's journey and that enemies are a part of that journey, right? It's, it's a mind shift. So the teachable moment here is to explain that it's how the hero deals with behavior that matters, right? Courage, steadfastness, perseverance, forgiveness, strength, and a positive attitude. These are all ways to deal with the behavior of enemies. Stage seven is approach to the innermost cave. So if we go back to Luke, He's learning the lightsaber, right? The Millennium Falcon is now caught in the Death Star's <laughs> tractor beam and they're captured. Now Luke and his allies are inside the lion's den, the enemy's <laughs> lair. On the first day of camp, our hero has met their mentor, some of their allies, heard about the upcoming tests and challenges, and have possibly met some enemies, bullies or interfere or bad food. <laughs> At some point during the journey, our hero venture into the innermost cave, which is the darkest place they can imagine, the ultimate test. Now, that can be different for all of them. Is this like uh, climbing up the zip line, getting ready to go on that? Or Exa- or, or it could just be homesickness, homesickness yeah, right? Dealing I mean, with homesickness. Exactly. And yeah. 
Um, I mean, that cave could be nighttime where they, yeah. they face a different for each child. Right. They, they kind of get that pit in their stomach and they begin to think about home and mom and, and the safety of their room. Even the little brother who they fight with all the time. They're like, <laughs> I'm missing him. Um, <laughs> and if, if our hero hasn't created allies or, or has created more enemies and allies at this point, then <laughs> homesickness is going to be really strong. Uh, but like you said, for other campers, the innermost cave can be the fear of heights on a ropes course, uh, the fear of drowning in a pool, the mm-hmm. fear of body image teasing when in the community shower, fear of not making friends, fear of being made fun of, or losing a camp competition. So here are my stage seven action plans. Give counselors time each day to sit and talk with their group. That's number one. And number two, teach them how to properly debrief. Like yes. after a team building challenge or a high rope session, that kind of debrief. So as, as camp staff are looking to create the best possible experience for our campers, it's our responsibility to find out what each first-time camper's innermost fear about camp is. And that's where having counselors set aside some time every day to sit down with their group and talk is important. This is time for campers to share their feelings. And, you know, a good ropes course facilitator, they're a master at this, mm-hmm. right? I've seen really good facilitators and I've seen average ones and I've seen, you know, ones who have no idea. They're just going to throw the script. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they ask, they ask questions that get campers to share their feelings and then they explore those feelings and look for solutions that can be used in everyday life. So having a debrief session during the staff training will be a mm-hmm. huge help for your counselors kind of having well, a session on how it, to do that, but actual debriefing with your count. They learn from that experience themselves of getting debriefed. Good point. And yep, so that's I, true. cause we, we've had that issue where we teach them and then they go and they just, they follow the script. I'm like, no, <laughs> like you actually have to, whatever happened during that time, you got to bring into it. And right. Talk it's about it's it. a skill for sure. Yeah. It's, it's one it's you got to kind of practice. <laughs> it is. Um, but just, yeah, it's like say asking those specific questions and yeah, you can have kind of a, a script almost at the beginning, mm-hmm. but you want to, you know, ask questions that, that can make campers feel comfortable enough to share their thoughts, their feelings, their concerns with the group, or at least get them to share that insight with the counselor privately at another time. Right. Maybe they're yeah. just not ready to do it publicly. Either way, we can't help them through their journey unless we know about the monster in their cave. That they're facing. Yep. So if a, if a counselor can get the whole group to share, then they'll see that their fears and concerns are shared by others. And that, I think that's the thing, right? If everybody's sharing, oh, yeah, I'm concerned about this or I fear this, then that in and of itself is powerful. Like for a first-time camper to know that they are not the only one with fears and apprehension, that's a wow moment. All right, stage eight, the ordeal. This is kind of the, the, the big thing, right? Luke is okay. he's on the Death Star. At this point, right? He's dressed as a stormtrooper, finds Leia, and he attempts to rescue her. And after being discovered, has to battle enemy troops. So it's that whole Death Star kind of mm-hmm. thing. Okay. At camp, our heroes dealing with their fear. Okay, it's time. Now, hopefully the mentor, the counselor, has recognized that uh, our heroes in the cave facing their ultimate fear and is able to give advice on how to deal with it. And of course, your allies can be a big part of getting through that cave. For example... If our hero has a fear of heights, then his or her allies will encourage them to 
persevere as the counselor gives clear and calm instructions or the ropes course director or whomever. I, I like how you said clear and calm because I am constantly teaching my counselors and campers that chanting things never helps. Like when they're like, go, go, go. It just, it, it never works. <laughs> no. Clear and calm. <laughs> clear and always calm. a good thing. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, especially if you're, I, I, I see what you're saying. Cause if, I, if you're in that situation where you're like scared to death, you know, mm-hmm. this rope's not going to hold me. Yeah. That kind of that chaotic go, go, go yeah. is, could be a little much for sure. No, <laughs> just let the, and, and I have been as the counselor be like, guys, stop. Mm-hmm. Let me talk to to That's him right. and yeah, <laughs> it's a mentor help, <laughs> right? But but we also know so if, if our hero doesn't face their demons, right? Then this treasure is it, it might be lost to them. So for example, if homesickness leads to parents taking our our hero home, or yeah. if our hero never leaves the ground at the high rose course, or if fear keeps our hero from entering the water then the memory of the journey, it's going to be tainted. The mm-hmm. sense of accomplishment is gone. Our, there's a good chance they won't, they won't come they won't, back to right, that. <laughs> right. So our hero obviously will not have stretched themselves and will have that hole in their soul to prove it. Mm-hmm. So they must accomplish the task or at the very least take a few steps towards it. So here's my stage eight action plan. We want to make sure that the camper successfully faces their fear. Uh, as we know, most fears at camp are perceived, right? Yeah. That rope score, it's a perceived fear. We know that rope's going to hold them. So let's take rock climbing, for example. With climbing ropes that are strong enough to suspend, you know, a small car, and you've got well-trained <laughs> staff belaying the campers, the danger of being 40 feet off the ground is, of course, perceived. Now, that doesn't mean that a camper's fear isn't real or isn't valid. So our responsibility is to get campers' allies to encourage our hero and to mentor them to successfully face that fear, right? Take the challenge in small steps. You wouldn't send a person in, in, into a fight, a dragon, right? Without proper gear and training. <laughs> Only the, the well-trained and equipped knights should train or should challenge dragons. So let's prep gear and lead the heroes to success. All right. Step one, talk to your first time camper about courage, how courage is doing something despite the fear. That you feel, mm-hmm. right? It's not the the absence of fear. It's doing yep. whatever the task is despite that scared. fear. <laughs> right. Let them know it's okay to be nervous and afraid. And it's what they do when they are feeling that fear that makes them courageous or not. Makes them a hero or not. Step two, gear them up. Get that harness, helmet on the camper. Show them that it's part of their armor. It's there to keep them safe. Step three, introduce them to their new ally, the belayer. <laughs> Uh, this person is there f- to support. Uh, th- they're the partner, and they'll make sure nothing happens to them. That's their sole focus. Step four, lead them to the threshold of their innermost cave, which is the rock wall. Step five, encourage them to climb. Hold by hold, ask them to climb one more step. If after all is said and done and the camper just can't bring themselves to go any further, see if you can arrange another time to come back and try again. Mm-hmm. I know that's hard, but see if you can do it. It can take multiple times for campers to complete a fearful task. Step six, celebrate the success camper had. Yep. If they made it to the top, go crazy. If the camper may, you know, maybe they didn't make it all the way up. Keep in mind, they did cross the threshold of the cave, and that's a big deal, and that's one we're celebrating. Mm-hmm. All right. In the interest of time, I'm going to kind of 
forget about Luke's journey right now. We're just going to focus on the campers. I'm so excited for the reward and getting to kiss your sister. <laughs> see the movie. Come on. <laughs> Again, not the first movie, but okay. Oh, dang it. Uh, <laughs> all right, stage nine. This is the reward. Okay, so the heroes, they conquer the fear, climb the mountain, seize the sword, vanquish the dragon. They have emerged from their ordeal, okay? This was their initiation. They should now be recognized as special. Part of the select few that have conquered their fear, now is the time for celebration, right? So here's my action plan for step nine. Celebrations are an important part of the experience. Decide what you want your celebration to look like. Now, that could be as simple as applause and cheers, group hugs, high fives, maybe dancing around for a few minutes or more. It could be a token of an accomplishment, right? a button or something like that. It could be recognition in front of the camp during announcement time. You could have a party. Do you decide this ahead of time? Yeah, decide what okay. you're going to do ahead of time. It could even be something specific for your cabin or your camp or your cabin. Maybe they, they don some Viking helmets. You got a bunch of Viking helmets and they run through camp chanting the camper's name. Chris, 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 yeah. <laughs> But I, that I happens. It yeah. happens already every day. I mean, <laughs> you're on their shoulders. <laughs> Put me down, guys. So I'd encourage counselors to have a group discussion about fears and courage, and then if they feel comfortable with the group dynamics, have each camper state their greatest camp fear. Okay, this is the beginning. If the group dynamics are eh, questionable, then have campers privately share their fear with the counselor. Then explain to the group that the goal of that week is to conquer those fears. This would be great to have Hero's Journey as a theme for the week, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So the fears, they can be posted on the cabin wall, or if it's kind of like a secret, then they could be posted on their counselor's clipboard. And then whenever a camper faces his or her her fear, the group knows that there will be this celebration. They'll help encourage them. They want want to celebrate, right? So let them know that all the fears have been, or, or that if all the fears have been faced, by the entire group, a celebration like none other will yeah, be the something reward. Big. Something big. And there are other rewards. You could do tokens. You could do a, a camper's picture on the wall of heroes. A t-shirt that reads, I did it. I'm a hero of, of Camp Good Times or Good News. <laughs> um, it could be a goblet with engraving or etching the words goblet of champions. I mean, if you're going to go big. Uh, it could be the right to just sign the hero board. Uh, there's a bunch of different things you can do. All right. Camp swag buttons. Camp swag. Right. Stage 10, the road back. Okay. Now our hero's done it, right? They've gone through uh, all the experiences camp has to offer. Treasure's been earned. Camp's over. Now it's time for the hero to leave this camp, this special world, and return to the ordinary world. But, however, our, our camp, hopefully, is not the same person they used to be. The journey has strengthened them. So camp is no longer an unknown and scary place. It's, it's this place of wonder filled with friends and allies. A place where they've learned that they can be courageous and do things they didn't think possible. Uh, a place they found independence, a place they stretched and grew. So here's my, my stage 10 action plan. So it's the last day of camp, and now is the time for a final quote-unquote debrief. Counselors should take the opportunity to speak with their group about, one, what they've accomplished, Two, the friends they've made. And three, the changes they've gone through. This is a time to tell them that they shouldn't forget what this experience has taught them, 
that they should take these experiences and what they've learned and combine that with the best part of themselves from the ordinary world, returning home a better person, one who can be a hero even at home. This is the time to talk about the review or talk about and review what a hero really is and what it means to be heroic. I think it's so important too, because sometimes campers don't see that. No, they, 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 and it's so important, especially on that last day, because you know, mom and dad are going to ask them the, the very second they get, pick them up. How is camp? Did you have a good time? And if it's like every other child it's all right, I don't know. And so you, you're debriefing that with them, like, oh, here's what I did. Here's what I learned. Here's my friend, you know, and they really have that, that they can even market to mom and dad about. Yeah. Too. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, stage 11 is a resurrection. Okay. So the story doesn't end when our heroes leave camp, obviously, right? Now mm-hmm. they're home. They must cope with this new ordeal, the ordinary world. The excitement fades as the camp world, the special world is out of sight. And our hero most likely longs to return to camp like we all do, but they can't at least not until next summer or, or winter camp or whatever <laughs> yeah. is next. So they've left this place of acceptance, encouragement, love, peace, challenge, accomplishment, only re- to return to a harsh reality. <laughs> <laughs> Outside se- the camp bubble. <laughs> it, it, exactly. This separation anxiety, you know, it's tough for many heroes. The new friends and allies, they're, they're being missed. The mentor as well. Camp is hopefully a place where kids can be themselves, where they can lower their defenses. Mm-hmm. So when they come home, they return to people who know the guarded versions of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. These people with a, you know family, hometown friends, they weren't there to see the strength that this kid used and the accomplishments they made. So this is the time of rebirth where our hero sheds the personality of camp and has the opportunity to build a new one suitable for the ordinary world. So basically taking the lessons they learned on their journey and fusing that with the best parts of their old selves, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. (laughs) So here's my stage 11 action plan. They return home. They're a bit lost. People at home weren't there so nobody can truly understand what they went through. So my suggestion is to send home a letter with staff comments and pictures, possibly even a video to the parents explaining the experience their child went through. So now it's like you say, they get in the car, parents don't know. Sure. They've seen maybe a few pictures on Facebook, but if you are for the first time campers putting together something to let parents know and, and a way for them to share their journey, um, this this can give parents suggestions, or or maybe you add this. You add suggestions for parents on how to capitalize on the growth their child mm-hmm. may have gone through at camp. So, for example, if the camp if the camper was really good at crafts, encourage the parents to foster that creative side with an art set. If the camper faced their fear of swimming and come to love the water, encourage the parents to get them involved in a local swim team. This is something. You know, and, and I realize this is something that can be a lot of extra work. But if you keep it to just the first time campers, then that should help. Let parents you see know this is like a counselor's doing this kind of thing. I, you know, definitely the counselors are involved with mm-hmm. that for sure. You know, maybe there's a set kind of like here's here's a form that you fill out. Yeah. You know, what was almost some kind of thing for the counselors to easily like. All right, what are some things the kids worked on this right. week? You know, what. What did they excel what was at? Their yeah. Big, yeah, they excel at, or what was their big accomplishment, or what they really love to do um, that's new. And so, yeah. And here are some suggestions that you mm. might want to do. 
So, I, you know, I also suggest let parents know that this is a special thing you do for first-time campers only. So yeah. they don't expect it every year, right, due to the extra work and time that's involved. Okay, last stage, stage 12, is return with the elixir. Okay, now that our heroes return to their ordinary life, is resurrected into this new self and brought back the elixir. Now, the elixir is stories, pictures, mementos of their journey that they can share with others. Okay, this might inspire their friends to go on journeys of their own. This may be the call of adventure for for them. They, they've heard the hero's tales. This is the final part of the journey. It's proof that our hero was there, that he or she vanquished the dragon, showing others what is possible. And that this journey, it's worth taking. Once everyone is back home, has heard the tales of the hero, the time is right to plan the next journey. Woo! So here's my <laughs> stage 12 action plan. Make it easy for campers to share with family and friends their camp experience. Okay, that could be an online video. It could be uh, mm-hmm. a, a DVD. Well, maybe not DVD these days, but a thumb drive with a video or yeah. what, uh, pictures, a picture album. Even like cool apparel that at least get people to ask about mm-hmm. the, the camp and their experiences. Um, or you could have campers write their camp story before they leave camp and then Ooh. frame it or, or make copies that campers can mail or hand out to camp to, to family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the hero's journey and, and how you can apply it to your camp and kind of what first time campers going through. I think we a lot of times we see them as just regular campers. And there's a big difference between that first time camper and the return camper who knows what's going on, who, yeah, who knows understands what to expect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if we focus on that, then we're going to have these campers return time and time again and, uh, and hopefully be staff one day. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's true. I mean, I know, I know adults who were homesick at camp and then therefore they, they left, they didn't have a good time. They went home early and they did not send their children to camp because mm, sure. they had such a bad. So it, it ruined essentially two generations of camp people because the, that that one he didn't get to experience his victory. And right, so. right. Interesting. It affects more than just yeah, more than just you that know, one little one individual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have a question? We do. Uh, our question of the week, it says uh, a time you heard the call to adventure. Mm. So that was step three, uh, two call or two, but you refused it, which is step three. And so, Oh, what my but, life could have been. Yeah. Did you have anything <laughs> like that? I do. I do. I, when <laughs> at the time had some camp experience and was looking to get out of California, wanted to go somewhere else. I was applying different places and two opportunities came up. The first one was AmeriCorps and being mm-hmm. uh, the supervisor for crew for trail maintenance and that type of thing. And that was in, I think, uh, New England area. So I was really excited about that, but I didn't understand AmeriCorps. I never went through it, really. Uh, and so I was apprehensive. So I was about to take that, and then at the last minute, I decided to work at a YMCA and for, as a unit leader um, because I knew camp. I understood mm-hmm. camp. I knew what to expect. Uh, and not to say that I regret that decision because it was a great experience, but had I done the AmeriCorps thing, things would have been very different. Um, but I also would have got to experience something new and 
I mean, maybe I'd still be in camping. Maybe I wouldn't right now. I don't know. It would take me on a different journey for sure. Yeah. And I see where the path that I took led me to different things, things that I wouldn't have done. And I, I won't won't say regret having done, um, but it was just a different path where who knows what that sliding door with that, with that other track would have led to. You never would have met me. It would have been rough. Or I maybe <laughs> met you earlier and said, what? This villain, villainous character? I got to stay away from him. <laughs> what about you? I I have a lot of that, unfortunately, throughout my Like, I can look back. Oh, I should have done this. Oh, I should have done right. that. You yeah. know, and if that time machine ever gets invented, it's going to be a whole different life. For me. <laughs> but I, I think the one that I always come back to, and it's been, I guess it's about five or six years ago. Um, somebody had asked me their, their mother had passed away and left gobs and gobs of land, uh, two or 300 acres of land and like $6 million. And her mother had left this money and said, I want a camp to be started. What? Um, in her name and and all this stuff and and the lady asked me like hey would you come help us figure out kind of how to build this camp and then be the director of it once it's all done and ready to go and it oh man because that's the dream that has always been i I, except i want to own the camp too i don't just want to direct it i want to own it too but the problem was it's in georgia and so it was nowhere near the rest of my family and and I keep looking back on that. And I, I I totally made the right decision to stay here because I wouldn't have gotten the foster girls if we didn't, you know, if we weren't here in Illinois and and, and a lot of different things. But oh, especially every time it snows, like I, I got up this morning and there was snow <laughs> on the ground. And I'm like, oh, I could be in Georgia right now. And and the whole even getting to build like because that was the thing. It's like a lot of times when you start a camp, you have no money. You're raising cat. You're like, all right, all right. we're going to build you know, this lean to, to be our canteen <laughs> until money comes in. How long but ago was, was like, this? It was about five or six years ago. Okay. It was right when gotcha. I started here at Camp Good News. And so, yeah, but that was the thing. And I, I mean, I, I'm glad I stayed in this area for now, but that would have been what so could cool. have been. All right. Uh, that was a long episode. Sorry about that. It's a good one, though. Yeah, I think so. I like that. I, this is actually, I'm sitting, as, as I was listening, I'm sitting here thinking, I think this is going to become a pre-training thing for my counselors. Like I'm going to kind of send this to my counselors as they listen to like, hear this, jot down some ideas and we're going to talk about it during training, you know, our training week, but listen to this as a, just so they kind of have it in their mind. Like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm the mentor helping the hero. I'm the Obi-Wan. Yeah. I think this is what a lot of camps could really use this podcast for. Send it to your counselors ahead of time, make them listen to it, and then talk about it during, you know, have them even jot down some ideas so that during training you can all come together and be like, all right, so how are we going to help the hero? Right. Yeah. Sure, sure. Good. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, all right. From around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>